G'day from the team at Mikado. This week we've got Rob and myself, David Myers, on to give a bit of a uh, market wrap. And before we get into it, just a quick word about one of our sponsors. Today's sponsor of Commodity Conversations is Cleaver's Organic Meats. All Cleaver's products are sourced from Australian family-owned farms, where animals are raised in free-range environments, are grass-fed from start to finish, and meet the strict animal welfare requirements of the Australian Certified Organic Standard. They offer a wide range of delicious lamb, beef and chicken products. Jump on their website to learn more at www.cleaversorganics.com.au Welcome to Commodity Conversations, the podcast where the team at Mercado aim to bring you up to date on the latest news on the markets and the drivers behind the market. Today, our uh, resident anchor, uh, Olivia Agar, is, is away and not feeling too well, so we hope we wish her all the best. But I'm joined by Dave Myers. And Dave, how are you feeling about taking on the role that uh, Olivia usually handles very well? Oh, it's uh, good to be on the other side of the um, desk, Rob. Yeah, and I'm feeling um, okay, thankfully. Uh, we had a big conference yesterday and, uh, yeah, the first time I've been in a room with a lot of people, but yeah, no sore throat or headache. So, yeah, I'll do a wrap this afternoon. Sometimes, Dave, you end up with a sore throat and a headache from a conference, not from an illness. So uh, <laughs> you perhaps you just looked after yourself. Anyway, yeah. let's get stuck into it. What do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, well, I thought we might start with cattle. Price has been trending a bit lower lately. Uh, what do you think is going on there? Yeah, you're right. We uh, we saw that um, just looking looking back over the last few months, the market has trended off. But we've got to remember it's coming off really strong high points. Um, you know, the, the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator was above 1150 cents and it's now tracking down a little bit. The 90CL also has, has ticked over and, and tracking down a bit. But you know, I wouldn't get too worried about it. I think, you know, we've had in when we look at charts, Dave. It's uh, it's it's clear that we've had a long sustained run of the market heading upwards. And uh, but there's a few things happening. Brazil is is trying to get some of their 90 CL into the U.S. market and 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 steer away from their heavy reliance on China. Um, that's playing into the market a bit. Um, we've got the Chinese um, import demands under a little bit of pressure because the um, African swine fever uh, is pretty much under control there and the, and the hog herd is recovering. Um, and on the other hand, uh, you've got the US herd in liquidation, which is going to support prices going forward. So all in all, market, I think uh, Adrian's uh, comment this week was it's ambling lower. That's probably a pretty good way to explain it. Yeah, I know it's uh, Angus Brown. Uh, wrote a good article on our website today if you want to check it out on the US herd liquidation don't know if you've had time to read that one yet Rob uh well I haven't but uh knowing uh, the way Angus looks at things uh I'm sure he's got he's got all those facts and figures nailed yeah so so on Mercado today Angus looks at US cow slaughter and how it's really ramped up in 2022 up around eight percent on Jan Feb 2021 and 15% on the five-year average uh, so this is seeing a slight uh, weakening in demand for Aussie beef at the moment. Uh, but as you said, the 90CL is still at very his strong historical levels. Eventually, the US will enter a rebuild phase, which will mean less beef on offer locally in the US. And this should support Aussie beef exports to the US going into 2023 and 2024, which is good news. 
Yeah, well, it is. And if you think about it, Dave, we've been pretty fortunate, really. We, when, um, when COVID hit and, and, you know, put a bit of a, a scare through the markets, uh, that was just at the same time as the drought broke. So we went from, you know, a destocking mode here to a restocking mode, which supported the market. And, uh, and look, we've had a pretty good run since. Yeah, and hopefully uh, when our um, herd it builds up as we're um, currently in a bit of a rebuild phase, we'll, when that extra supply comes along, um, when the US needs it, we, we should have um, plenty to supply. For sure. And what about sheep? The Estley's also been trending um, more plateaued at the moment. But, uh, what's the story yeah. there? Well, look, it's it's interesting. And and rather than talk about the weekly movements on that, the Eastern States Trade Lamb Indicator it has declined. And it's interesting that um, it, it, it's a rare occasion, but this year or this season, the, the dearest lamb prices were in the peak of the spring, what's normally the peak of supply, uh, spring and into summer. And that's unusual. Usually we see that that heavy supply um, dampens the market down. And then when you get past Christmas, um, you know, supply levels out a bit and starts to decline and, and markets rise. But in fact, this year we've done the opposite. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, there's no doubt we had, you know, strong demand through that spring period and, and processes were, were shoveling out as much lamb and mutton as they could. But um, we also had lambs that weren't quite finished that last year. You know, the, the season was a bit, um, I won't say it was a tough season, but it wasn't ideal for, for uh, lamb growth. And so you had uh, lambs that weren't quite finished. Well, at the same time, Dave, you had people with extra feed and people prepared to put lambs out on feedlots. And, and that took some of the supply pressure away from the spring of last year and the summer of, uh, and the early summer but it brought it back now. And so we're seeing plenty of supply come through now, um, which is just, you know, pressuring the market a bit. But we have to be honest and say that there has been, you know, some, it appears to be some demand shift uh, or, you know, demand dampening that's uh, that's causing this. And the same trend is happening for mutton, um, which, you know, we, we think we're still in a rebuild phase. Uh, I was looking talking to Andrew Woods this week about the sheep flock and, you um, you know, the slaughter, the rolling slaughter average is sitting at about 8% of the sheep flock, which would be mean that we would grow the, the flock by about 3 to 5% this year. Uh, so that's, um, that, that sort of tells us that we're, we're not going to see supply, you know, flood onto the market at any stage soon. And have we been seeing uh, heavier lambs in general because some of them were maybe kept, on, kept in the paddocks a bit longer? Yeah, and, and one of the, you see that, Dave, come through in the export markets where uh, China, the, the lamb numbers into China are down a bit, but um, it's been sort of diverted across to the US market and, and partly because, you know, US has got good demand, but also the heavy lambs really seem to suit the US. I mean, they've sort of built their... Uh, their ideal lamb around a heavier heavier weight lamb, and um, and of course you know if you're going to keep a, not not sell the lamb and 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 process it in uh, November December, but you're going to keep it through till March and April. Well, it's going to be a heavier lamb usually. And uh, Greek Easter this weekend, I think we'll see a bit of a spike. 
Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, well, I'd hope I'd hope if they're having Greek having a, uh, Greek lamb, uh, they've already got it, Dave. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, look, they're they're all good promotional activities that come through on lamb. So um, there's also the uh, festivals at the end of Ramadan coming up. I'm not sure when it is exactly. It changes every year. It's a bit hard to keep track. Yeah, it does, and and it's something that um, probably should be looked at more. Is the demand that those festivals create. You've got to remember, they don't create them on the day of the festival. That that preparation um, starts further, further ahead. Yep. And uh, turning to your um, your uh, favourite, Rob, uh, Wool's having a break this week. <laughs> um, good time to take a breather or what's, what's going on? We were trending down a bit with the EMI the last couple of weeks. Yeah, look, it, it, it is trending. Uh, well... Except for final. Yeah, well, except for the final. But I think in general, the Merino market has been tracking sideways. Uh, and, and so has final been tracking sideways. Um, so there's a you know, there's no real momentum in the market at the moment. It's uh it's it's just as as it is and 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 running through. I, I think um we you mentioned we were at a uh, national wool conference this week, Dave, and uh, we were talking about one of the talking points was um, the fine wool premium. And, um, you know, it, it is really uh, sharp, uh, sharply risen since uh, the drought broke. Um, I'm not saying that it was all to do with the drought breaking and supply dropping uh, of fine wool, but certainly that had an impact. But um, it was good to see, uh, to meet with Andrew Woods again and, and talk to him about it. And he made the point that these sort of rising premium cycles for for fine wool so when you look at in this case we're looking at the premium over medium wools uh, they last for about 36 months and um, and we're about right in the middle of that period now since it started rising um, but it's looking it's but it's a much stronger rally than we've seen in the last 20 20 years you know the the, the rallies have come but this is a much stronger one a much stronger peak so you know, we were agreeing that um, it is a time for caution. This it might have a little bit more to run, but it's not going to run for much longer. So, and remember, we we're talking about a premium, Dave, over medium wool. So that premium can could contract either by fine wool coming back or medium wool getting dearer. The the feeling is that the medium wool doesn't have a lot of upside in it. So, you know, the expectation is that if the premium does contract then that'll be a case of um, the fine wool uh, coming back, pulling back a bit in price. And I think I'd be watching carefully for any season, tight seasonal conditions in, in areas. Um, you know, the, we know that a drought makes the clip finer and, and a good season makes the clip bolder. Uh, as, as Andrew pointed out to us today, though, it's a little bit complicated here because right at the moment we've got the East Coast where the broadening of the clip has, has plateaued and stopped. It's sort of just holding where it is. But in in the West, in Western Australia, uh, the clip's still getting broader. So it's a, it's a little bit of a tale of two, two uh, different uh, clips in that, that phase, Dave. Yeah, no, I was talking to some of the wool brokers at the conference uh, yesterday. Someone near South Australia said he was pretty dry up there. That means they'll be getting more finer wool. Well, it, in that area, Dave, not so much, and and you know, it, it's an area where they do get very dry, and and the sheep 
uh, uh, stocked accordingly. But um, it does, does tell us that, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of things to look at in terms of what's going to drive a market. And in this case, um, the thing we need to watch out for with Finewell is, is oversupply. So um, I think we've done okay, Dave. We've got... Uh, <laughs> We've got a bit of commentary out there about the markets. As you said, I've got my uh, favourite uh, commodity in there, wool yeah. in the finish. And, uh, wool's, um, wool's back next week? Yeah, sales are back next week. There'll be, there'll be a pretty big offering next week because it always, always happens after a, um, after a break in sales. Um, and, and look, sometimes, and I don't have any intel on this at the moment, but sometimes you see them after the break, Things uh, open up pretty strongly, you know. The, the break gives the exporters a chance to, you know, reassess their um, customers' orders and 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 build new orders. And then sometimes uh, the market opens up a bit softer because you've got you've got plenty of supply. So, but we'll probably know have an indication of that by Monday or Tuesday next week. Oh well, good stuff. Um, thanks for having me on, Rob. Do you reckon I'll get another shot at this? Oh, I'm sure you will, Dave. Um, and look, thanks also to all of our listeners. Um, Liv, all the best. Um, I'm pretty sure you'll be checking up on us. So uh, we hope you're, you're uh, on the mend. Um, thanks for listening to Commodity Conversations. And as we said earlier, if you want to know anything more about the detail of what we're talking about here, the best thing is to jump onto the Mercado website and just have a look at all the articles that are there um, where the background information is. All right. All the best, Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. See you, Rob.